0: after a bummer of a weekend for missouri fans how about some reasons for optimism and plus sam horn probably going to see the field on saturday is my guest so let's talk about that and more coming up right now on locked on mizzou you are locked on mizzou your daily podcast on the missouri tigers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. Thanks for making this show your first listen and thanks for telling a friend how to find us on YouTube and everywhere else at LockedOnMizzou.com. Well, unfortunately, we all know by now that, uh, yeah, that Missouri-Kansas State game Didn't exactly go how we Missouri fans wanted, huh? Now, I think a loss there we could have lived with, but an absolute annihilation, that one is a little bit tougher for Missouri fans like myself to deal with. But you know what? It is week two, and it isn't as though, my God, well, Missouri couldn't possibly get better from here. Because here's one thing I noticed on Sunday. I had to purge myself from all the bad football thoughts I was having on Saturday and just Dive very deeply into pro football on Sunday. And one thing I noticed a lot of while I was watching my 12-1 Pittsburgh Steelers to win the division take down Cincinnati, they got incredibly lucky to win that ball game. But one thing you saw a lot in in pro football on Sunday was bad offensive line play. And I bring up the Bengals because the Bengals spent a lot of money on offensive line this offseason. But a lot of new guys... Not as much live action in training camp and in preseason as there used to be, and, well, frankly, they just really haven't had time to gel together, quite possibly. Now, it's also possible that that Cincinnati Bengals line just isn't any good. So what does that have to do with Missouri? Well, obviously, the Missouri offensive line has left a lot to be desired so far as a unit, but... Again, if you want to be an optimist for a second, if you want to actually watch the rest of this season and think maybe some good things can happen, I still think there's time for this offensive line to gel and adjust and become a better unit together. Hyron White, of course, a big-time loss for Missouri at right tackle. Also, I think something that's been under-talked about, in my opinion, Vince Polgar was a transfer that was expected to start at center, this season for the Tigers well Connor Tolleson a young guy with with plenty of recruiting acumens to his name from high school well he moved over and has, has played some that center position a little bit while here at Missouri also hasn't been his primary 100% responsibility so a big adjustment there for everyone not just Tolleson but that whole offensive line not only you're, you're missing your presumed right tackle, but maybe even more importantly, having to adjust to a new center on short notice is a real challenge. Now, obviously, everybody in the country is going to have some sort of injury challenges, whatever it might be. And of course, it's on the coaching staff to get the best they can out of those players. So I'm not really trying to make excuses here. All I'm trying to say is, Despite how horrific week two was for Missouri, well, things can get better from here. Doesn't mean they will get better from here, but I choose as somebody who's gonna be going to all these games regardless, I choose to think, hey, maybe things can actually get better from here. And by the way, I saw some people were dismissing Kansas State as well. And that didn't not a lot of people, but somebody in my Mizzou fan email thread who's a big time Mizzou fan was really, really dismissive of Kansas State. I I just found that to be a little bit ridiculous, to be honest with you. Just objectively speaking, last season, according to Football Outsiders' FEI advanced statistics, which I'm a pretty big believer in personally, not saying it's perfect, but last season Kansas State was the 17th best team in the country, again, according to their metrics. Well, so far this season, again, we're two weeks into it, and we're relying a lot on last season for some of this data for projections, but after after absolutely throttling the Tigers, the Wildcats are now 14th in the country. So for some more context, that's basically the same territory as Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, and also Missouri's next real opponent, the Auburn Tigers, so that gives you an idea. Now, unfortunately, last season Missouri got absolutely blown out by Tennessee as well. Now, a fairly a relatively competitive game in Kentucky wasn't really a one-score game in my opinion, even though it literally was. Missouri was a beneficiary of some fortunate red zone turnovers that aren't particularly sustainable. But also the Arkansas game as well. Missouri was outclassed in that ball game as well. So obviously Missouri just has a long way to go before they're a top 25 caliber ball club. I think a lot of us were hoping that maybe they would get closer to that this year. Maybe they'd be at least a top 40 type ball club. But Missouri, not there right now. And that's unfortunate. But hopefully, and I think a lot of it starts with that offensive line, hopefully that unit gets better and maybe the whole offense will get a little bit better as a result. And by the way, speaking of Auburn, the Tigers have a big-time opponent this week at home against Penn State. In fact, Auburn giving three at Jordan-Hare Stadium, so they're the slight underdogs there. i got to be honest, I don't agree with that line. I don't agree with my good friends over at betonline.net. I think I think that should be a pick maybe Auburn by three, if anything. To me, Penn State and Auburn... About the same level of team, in my humble opinion, so I don't totally understand why in front of 85, 90,000 people down in Alabama that Auburn shouldn't be getting a little more of the benefit of the doubt there, but maybe that tells you that not the most respect in betting circles for Auburn right now, but I got to imagine that Missouri will definitely be more than a touchdown underdog here in a couple weeks. And speaking of reasons for optimism, well, perhaps we'll see the young fellow, the true freshman quarterback, Sam Horn, on Saturday. Could he be potentially the savior of this offense? Well, let's address that perhaps silly notion coming up. But first, I want to tell you about upside. Yes, inflation is a pain in all of our wallets right now. And short of ending the Federal Reserve, I'm not really sure, how much we can really do about that? Oh wait, except the Upside app. Aha! I have some. I have a solution for you, and here's how you get started. Download the free Upside app on your smart device right now. Use the promo code LOCKED, and you'll get five dollars or more cash back on your first purchase of the ten dollars or more. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries. Or dines out. Of course, that's all of us on occasion, right? So here's the thing. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. So download the free Upside app. Use the promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using that promo code LOCKED. Again, download the free Upside app. I'll be brutally honest with all of you. This Abilene Christian game isn't really moving the needle for me right now. I really wish Missouri was playing a real FBS opponent. I'm frankly over FCS games in general, but especially if it's not week one. Week 3, we're playing FCS opponents. What could be more boring than that to be honest? Because frankly, we're going to learn absolutely nothing about Missouri this week. Now, okay, maybe that's like going a little bit too far because maybe we will actually see Sam Horn for a little bit. That's about the only excitement that I can muster going into this football game right now. But here's the thing with Sam Horn. Anybody expecting him to come in and be the savior of this offense probably needs to get a little bit more realistic expectations because I think if that particular scenario were going to be reality, I think Sam would have actually been here in the spring. I just don't see how without him having – he's barely been on campus. He's barely been in this offense. He's barely had college practices at this point. Even if he were here in the spring – it would seem a little bit unrealistic for a guy who is playing high school football to come into a team that's having offensive line problems, as I discussed in the first segment of this program. Oh, he's just going to come in and be fine? I don't think that worked out particularly well for Drew Locke, and, well, I don't think it would work out great for Sam Horn either. But the reality is if Missouri is off to a terrible start, at in this at a certain point in this season, maybe you do just give the guy the keys and let have it be a trial by fire, that kind of deal. But regardless, hopefully, second half of this ball game, I would play him the entire fourth quarter if Missouri is winning as easily as everyone expects. I'd play him at least that long to at least give you a, give a long look at a guy who has such obvious talent, a big enough arm that Major League Baseball was interested in in him as a pitcher, and also. Just a good enough athlete, a guy who can run, too, who's really intriguing, tall. He's got about everything you could possibly want on paper. So, you know, it will be interesting to see what he looks like for sure. I just want to temper expectations a little bit because, well, quarterback, it's a tough, tough, tough position to play. We all know that, especially when you don't have the experience at, when you move up a level. That's just asking a lot to me. But, again, I will be curious to see if he plays against ACU. Frankly, I think he should. So we'll see what happens. Now, speaking of a true freshman, obviously Luther Burden's production was not where anybody wanted it to be last week. But interestingly enough, Eli Drinkwitz, while, yes, he wants to get him the football, no doubt about that, he noted that the 65 Snaps that Luther Burden took last week were about 25 more than Eli would like. And I got to say, that's a little bit odd of a statement to me, considering that Burden is the backup right now at punt returner, and Drinkwitz made reference to getting someone else some opportunities back there. I think Drinkwitz said Missouri lost about 55 yards last week against Kansas State by just simply not catching the ball balls would just bounce off the turf and roll roll baby roll and you know I I think Chris Abrams Drain is he's been a good he's been a good kickoff returner he ran one back for a touchdown last season but in terms of punt returning now this is his second stint as the Missouri punt returner after frankly failing at the opportunity in the year 2020 I'm just not seeing it from him as a punt returner yet. I I don't see what this staff sees in him as a punt returner, quite honestly. Does he just get nervous out there on game days? Because he performs quite well at his normal defensive position of cornerback, so not really worried about him there. Also, hey, remember Cade Musser from a couple years ago? That's how, when, when basically this Missouri unearthed this walk-on whose only job as a punt returner was just to catch the ball. Missouri had that much trouble in 2020 at the punt returner position that a victory for us was simply catching the ball. I think one time Musser actually returned one for five yards, and I, I almost lost my mind. I was like, wait, they allow him to not fair catch it? Incredible. Last year, Boo Smith was the punt returner. He was fine. Nothing really wrong with him, I guess, but it's been interesting that that's been a real issue so far, three years from Missouri here. Sure, the special teams, as far as Harrison Mevis, has been great. The rest of it, I'd say suspect at best. And coming up, some news on Miami cornerback transfer, former Miami player, that is Marcus Clark, and what he might do for the Tigers this season, and also enough Football world with the Drew Locke slander. So that coming up right after these quick words. Well, Missouri defensive coordinator Blake Baker has convinced one of his former players at the University of Miami, Marcus Clark, to follow him to Missouri. Marcus has been on campus for, well, about three and a half seconds, but he has been cleared to play for the Tigers. This season, according to Baker, he says, I foresee him being able to help us this year for sure. So it sounds like maybe even as early as this Saturday, we might see Marcus Clark on the field. In fact, this ACU game probably the perfect moment to get his feet a little bit wet for Missouri in Baker's scheme, of course. One would think he knows that scheme pretty darn well, the terminology and everything else, since this is his old defensive coordinator. So hopefully Clark will be able to get up to speed uh, pretty quickly. Recently on ESPN, former Pittsburgh Steeler and now pro football analyst Ryan Clark was breaking down the Seahawks and Denver game from this past week. And out of nowhere... Ryan Clark. Somebody sent me this clip. I wasn't, didn't happen to be watching ESPN because, frankly, why would I? But number two, I got sent this clip, and all of a sudden, Ryan Clark just stops the video and sees Drew Locke on the sidelines. It goes, "Now here's your key right here. You got, you got to keep Geno Smith in the game and keep Drew Locke on the sidelines. That's where, that's where he needs to be right now." Or just. Just out of nowhere, just basically making fun of Drew Locke for no reason, as if Geno Smith is on his way to a a Hall of Fame career or something like that. Listen, I get it. Drew Locke had his chance to be an NFL starting quarterback, and he wasn't good enough. I frankly kind of saw this one coming. But here's the thing. That gives Drew Locke something in common with about 7 billion other people on the planet. And lots of other quarterbacks who have been in the NFL who are really, really great in college that just couldn't quite cut it as a starter. Guess what? That's Chase Daniel. I just described him. And yet somehow everybody loves Chase Daniel who follows the NFL because look at this genius. He's hardly thrown a pass in his career, but he's made millions of dollars or whatever. Well, guess what? Drew Locke signed a four year contract worth about seven million bucks with the Broncos, including a three million dollar signing bonus and four million bucks guaranteed. So yeah, Drew Locke is one of the winners at life, people. Blaine Gabbert kind of gets this, too, a little bit. Although, with Blaine, I sort of get it a little bit more because at least he was a a top-ten draft pick. at least Or very close, anyway. Maybe he went 11th or something. Forgive me if I'm slightly off there. But people act like Drew Locke was supposed to be Andrew Luck or something. Like he went number one overall in the draft. Or he's Trevor Lawrence or something. Drew Locke was a second-round draft pick. How many second-rounders can you think of who are great NFL starting quarterbacks. Name one. Because I can't name any off the top of my head. For whatever reason, the second round is the wasteland of the quarterback position. There are more guys who have been picked in the fourth and the fifth like Dak Prescott who have done better than than guys in the second round for whatever reason. But again... What is the point of this? Why is Drew Locke being picked on? Apparently, everybody likes Drew Locke. Apparently, his teammates really liked him a lot. Von Miller among them in Denver. So, again, leave the guy alone. He's just fine. <laughs> point your ire toward Cooper Rush next week. I think, I think actually Dallas would be happy to have Drew Locke instead of Cooper Rush once you see what that guy's capable of next week. Sorry, Cooper. I know. I just flagged I just fragged you for absolutely no reason. But my point is, especially if you're a Missouri fan, lay off Drew Locke. He was a really good college quarterback for Missouri. Did he have his flaws? Of course he did. But I think you'd take him back, wouldn't you? So that's all I'm saying. That's all I got to say about that, as Stone Cold Steve Austin would say. But I do have one more final note for you. Check out Locked on SEC great podcast with chris gordy he gets great guests all the time you want to be abreast of everything that's happening in the southeastern conference we'll check out locked on sec so until next time i'm john miller and thanks for listening to locked on mizzou